and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. I'm Courtney. And we talk about the do-dos and don't-dos of personalized learning, yeah. even in a time when we don't have school. Even in a time of school interruption. So schools are still closed. Here in Maine, they're closed yep. for at least another month. Yep, we have an executive order or a, I'm not actually, yeah, I think that's what it is, but statewide stay-at-home order and including that schools will remain closed until May 1st or until otherwise told. <laughs> there you go. Words are coming out good today. <laughs> <laughs> we've, uh, I think we've all gotten great practice at the Zoom meetings. Yeah. Uh, we don't know how to talk in person or no we really don't uh we've done <laughs> what every single podcast this year except for one uh yeah. via zoom so yep. yeah this is we we are not experts at this but we've done this for quite a while so it's easy for us but it's not so easy for our learners if they haven't been doing it previously so it's true so one or thing teachers well, that's the thing. For anyone who doesn't integrate this into their classrooms already, it's it's hard. It's hard, and it's new, and the expectations of learning should be lowered quite a bit in that case, uh, because everyone is trying to learn a new platform in addition to anything they're academically trying to learn. Right. You know how I've always said, whenever you introduce a new a new tool or a new process, you do it with familiar content first. This is same no surprise to, to any of our listeners. This is the exact no. same thing. Uh, so yeah. we need to really think about that when we try to design what type of learning is happening right. or uh, as I think you want to talk a little bit, how much learning. How much learning should be happening? Yeah, I thought maybe it might be interesting to talk through that a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, but well, I mean, I guess it can fit in, but like, you know, the whole thing with, okay, so new tool, right? New learning. What's the familiar content we should be using right now? Getting to know each other again over the internet. It should just be relationship building stuff right now. It doesn't yep. have to be, or relearning, you know, working with targets and skills that we know the kids already have pretty solid. Right. I think that's a great way to start through this. Yeah. Uh, as we talk on this podcast right now, we've been out of school for uh, almost three weeks. Yeah. 14 school days Yeah, uh, with at least, as we just talked about another month. So we got another like 20 days coming up no matter what. But as we work through some of these uh, new realities, uh, I think that's, I think that's right. Is connecting with others since we're both in our homes right now. Mm -hmm. uh, since we've been, you know, ordered to stay there. <laughs> Not a problem for me, by the yeah. way. <laughs> That's right. At all. I'm uh, fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's not so bad, but I'm sure, uh, it can be, it can be awkward at times if you're trying to do some schoolwork, if you are anywhere in the range from six years old to 20 years old at this point. <laughs> That's true. Uh, it's very different for, for people yeah. who are not used to it. So there's not only the, the platforms, but missing your friends and whether you uh, learners like to admit it or not, you miss your teachers. You miss your teachers. You sure do. Of course you yeah. do. 
and and uh, we as teachers and educators miss you kids. It is, oh, it is yeah. very different being stuck in the house all day uh, when we don't don't get to see kids because that's really why we became educators is to to hang out with kids. Really, really helps them learn and helps them. They're so fun and ah, oh, it's it's really tough not being able to see kids all the time. Yeah, I have to say, so my my son is just just entering the middle school years and I'm sure you've all seen those uh, YouTube videos of the guy pretending to be a middle schooler. I think it's called Middle Schoolers Be Like. <laughs> I'm totally getting Middle Schoolers Be Like in my house right now. And I just laugh at it because I'm like, uh, middle schoolers be like this. And I actually showed some of them to my son after he did a particularly heinous middle schooler <laughs> attitude. And uh, he laughed too. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> it's the way it is now. It is the way it is. Yeah. Uh, so this idea of how much, how much learning, right? Okay. Well, first like that context of if you're still, if you and your learners are still in this phase of learning the new technology and learning the tools you need to use, then how much new content should be being addressed? Not at all. <laughs> like, but that, I don't think that's really what we're talking about. Like, so what I'm talking about is, so I've seen things online, on Facebook. Um, I've seen things in my email about, um, giving the message to parents and to families that, you know, there's no need for the learners to be, you know, pushing academics for six hours, really, you know, maybe one or two hours of academics is enough for, for like this distance learning. Another aside, I'm working really hard on this. We shouldn't be calling it homeschooling. Right. Because it's not. It's not. It's distance learning. Yep. I'm totally guilty. I say I'm homeschooling my kid today all the time, but that's not what this is. Yep. Some people may decide after this that to go the route of actual homeschooling, but right yep. now that's not what is happening. We are, we are not suddenly all homeschooling our children. We are managing right. distance learning. Yep. I so think anyway. that's a I think that's a very important distinction. So thank yeah. you for for bringing that up. Yeah. So. Yeah. So how much time, so then, so then, you know, and I'm not trying to um, go be down on teachers in any way whatsoever or, or in our schools, because I also come from the perspective that there is not enough time in the school day <laughs> to be doing all the things we want to be doing, right. but how much time is enough time for learning? What say so, you, Matt? So I think if you think of it, this way that we're trying to, as you just mentioned a few minutes ago about trying to jam six hours of learning like we do in a regular school day, uh, we're not in regular times these days. It is not a regular school day. Uh, we don't have the same breaks. Uh, we don't have the same social time that we have with our kids. Uh, the learning is not going to be the same. And I think it's a mistake if we try to replicate school as it is yeah. And when we're in the buildings to the way it is when, as, as you mentioned, I, I thought it was really a good way to say it is when we try to manage distance learning at right. home, it's, it's not going to be the same thing. So we shouldn't even treat it the same. Yeah. You're not going to get, uh, you know, if, if we're going to be honest here, we're 
in school for about six academic hours or so, if you take out the lunches and stuff, mm -hmm. six hours of straight academic learning doesn't happen in our schools right now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like tune out time at some points. There's times when other people are talking and we're kind of listening. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's not six hours of learning, so let's not treat it like that. Do you mean it's not six hours of engaged, focused learning? No, it's it's really not. Yeah. Yeah, it's really not. Um, and if we're trying to replicate that at home, uh, it can't be like that. And I, I don't think it can be like that. Even in the way we do school right now, I don't think we can do that. Because if we're focused on our learning from age 6 to 18 or so for six hours a day, Mm -hmm. you're going to get super burned out immediately anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't think that's even possible, let alone realistic. So why should we do that when we're trying to manage this whole new world of distant learning, uh, distance learning and, and try to replicate exactly what's happening when everything is totally different and let alone all the fears about what's happening in the world today. Mm. Um, let alone that, because I know everybody is super stressed about that, Yeah, that we can't expect the exact same thing to happen. So let's not. And if you're expecting like an hour or two of, of learning to happen during the day, I'm totally fine with this. Yeah. I'm and not I'm even sure right now we should be calling it learning. To me, I mean, okay. it's a catch-all phrase, but to me, that feels like expecting the kids so i think what i want to say is right now if you're still in that initial phase of becoming comfortable with the tools and the processes that it might just be engagement okay you know like i'm gonna say two hours of engagement that's a rough i don't know younger kids maybe less older kids maybe more i don't sure. know you know but sure let's say two I, hours of engagement, right? Yep. And then maybe that changes as we move into different phases of this, phases of implementation of distance learning. But, um, you know, the other thing that's bouncing around in my head right now, it hasn't, you know, coalesced in any meaningful way is this personalized learning tenet, right? That uh, learning is constant, time is variable. Yep. And like, so that's just like, you know, if you could picture the Microsoft screen, like that's just floating around, bouncing off the corners of my brain and hasn't really attached to any of these other thoughts about how much learning is enough. So, so there I'm going to end my talking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's good. So, no, that's good because as you're talking, I'm thinking of all of these different things that, that we could and probably will be talking about. And yeah. we talked a little bit last week was about you know more big big picture stuff, and I'm I'm trying to think about uh, what some of those big things are. And I'm I'm looking at our uh, currently listeners. I'm looking at our recap that I wrote last mm -hmm. week of of our episode about time to reflect and see the big picture. And we talk a lot of big picture things, how it's a perfect time to think about those things and lots more. And I, I really want to talk about those things more in depth later. But as you talked about the learning is the constant times the variable, one of the things that have come up in my numerous Zoom meetings today with other administrators around the state is some of them are really worried about 
uh, the summer slide, as it were. Yeah. If, if we assume that we're not going back to school until the fall, um, and I would addend to that um, if then. But to me, it's like, okay, this is an idea of, about the bigger picture. And what the summer slide means is if you go from second grade to third grade, you're just going from second grade to third grade. It doesn't mean anything about what you've done or what mm. you've learned. Mm -hmm. So it, it only stresses the importance to me about having real clear learning targets in a good progression with the level of rigor that kids apply evidence to. And then that will tell you where kids are. So when they come back, whenever kids come back to school, you will know exactly where they are because of the evidence that they've shown and you can adjust from there. And I don't think it's a big deal about any type of slide or anything. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's about the kids learning. And if they're taking some time off during this, uh, you, you know, let's face it, an unprecedented crisis that, <laughs> you know, in the, the jobs report came out today as we record. Uh, mm -hmm. Last week was 3.3 million people file for unemployment, with, uh, unemployment, which was like a massive record beyond Isn't what anybody's seen. Isn't it up to seen. six now? Yeah, this week, this past week, 6.6 .6 million. So yeah. it doubled. Now it's it's 10 million people in the last two weeks. And think of all of those learners that have parents that have been laid off. Uh, do you think really new learning is at the top of their mind when no. you have to worry about getting food uh, and paying rent and stay at home? We've been ordered to stay at home. Uh, I think the learning is is going to be a little bit lesser and lesser as this continues. But if you have some of these bigger things in place, like a real progression and really figure out where kids are, it'll be easier when they come back to figure out where they are and how we can help them rather than, well, I don't know, they're nine. So let's stick them in third grade and figure it out. And, yeah. you know, they, I heard somebody today, one administrator in particular said, when they come back in the fall, assuming it's the fall, kids are going to be all over the place and we'll just have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And like, yes, absolutely. And what would help us figure that out? But some of these tenants that we've talked about endless, endlessly, endlessly for the last four yeah. years or so. And yeah. I, I think that's a, I think that's a good thing to talk about what might be next, what might be a better way to do this? Because if we go back to the way it was, we're just hurting ourselves and we're, we're hurting the learners at that point. Yeah, we really can't can't go back to the way it was. I, and I have great faith that we will not. You do? Yeah, I do. Interesting, because I'm not so sure. Well, good. I'm not so sure. I, I hope, I hope, and th those are places that I want to be, but I... I don't, I, don't get me sure. wrong, I don't think it's going to be close to what, if I were in charge... <laughs> what it would end up being. But I do think that there are going to be some really positive changes because of this. And I think more people will see some of the flaws in the traditional system and want to start changing them. I'm hoping you're right on that one. And, yeah. and yeah, I would see, I would, I would agree with it. Some people are going to see the need for positive change yeah. uh, and, and be not sure how to do it but that'll be able to people to think about it and yeah. research it and get the right people around the table in order to figure that out. So with that, I yeah. would agree with you on that one. 
Well, all right. So let's end there. It's nice to end with us agreeing, first disagreeing with each other and then agreeing with each other. I mean, so before we, before we end with that, when was the last time we actually disagreed uh, on a podcast? <clears throat> About two minutes ago. I think so. I think so. This may be the first. This would be no, good. I, no, I think there are other times we've disagreed. I, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I'm not so sure. I just Look, we did it again. <laughs> My God, it's a new trend. <laughs> Change your name to the Matt and Courtney Fight. Matt and Courtney Fight podcast. Oh, so yeah. So we will be back next week with uh, something else to talk about. And if you have uh, questions or comments, uh, please get in touch with us. We'd love to uh, talk about what you want to know. Uh, we'll talk about some bigger picture stuff. We'll talk about some problems that we're seeing as we go through this crisis. Uh, again, Maine is three weeks into this. Uh, some states are a little bit more, I think. I think some, mm -hmm. some places closed. Yeah, there are a few that are before. a little bit ahead. Uh, some places have closed for the year already. I think they're mm -hmm. up to like eight or nine states. Yep. Uh, we're not in there yet, but uh, there's always lots to talk about. But if you uh, listeners want us to talk about something specific, uh, let us know. Uh, yeah. And, and you can find us where, Courtney? I'm terrible. Oh, uh, plearnmc.com would be what? the website. And then on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's plearnmc. Uh, you know where to find us. So. Yes. So let us know, and uh, we will talk sometime next week. Yeah. We're just